Father, we just thank you. Yes, Lord. Apart from you, there is nothing good in us. Father, that's what you told the Laudation Church. You said you think that you're rich, that you have need of nothing, but you do not know that you're wretched, poor, blind, and naked. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Father, that you're outside of that church and not even inside. And this evening, even as now, we meditate upon your word. Father, strengthen us in you. For outside of you, we are nothing. But in you, we are everything as your servant confessed. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know how to be abound. I know how to be abased. In riches, in plenty, and in want. I have learned the secret to live a life in all circumstances because you said, Lord, he said, Lord, I can do all things through you. Father, this evening, strengthen us in you once again. Make us aware of our weakness. And draw us back. Enable us to run back to you, Father. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it. And they are saved. Bless the meditation of today's teaching, Lord. Anoint us. Be with us. Strengthen us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you somebody turn to Genesis 4.16 and that's it. Just read 4.16. One verse. Genesis 4.16. Genesis 4.16. Just one verse. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and he dwelt in the land of Nod. Uh, Other translations will use the word Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and he settled down. So it's okay, settled in the land of Nod. The word Nod means wanderer, wanderings. How can you settle in wanderings? It's interesting, right? Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and he settled down in wanderings. <laughs> that's uh, that's the irony of running away from the presence of the Lord. When I was growing up, I used, my parents uh, taught me a lot of poems, especially when I was a kid. And some of those poems I remember so thoroughly. Okay, tens of fifties maybe, I don't know, maybe a hundred poems I learned when I was, by the time I was three or four years old. I didn't remember most of them, but some of them I did. And there was this poem about uh, a crocodile in a water. Okay. Needle alone musali, nigadi enugu batu. Okay, sir. Baita kukka cheta bhanga padunu, sthana balimi kadu, that's what she they taught us. They taught me when I was when I was growing up. I can never forget those poems. You know what it says? It says a crocodile, as long as it is as it is in water, it has got a strength to even overpower li- uh, 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 an elephant. Okay, a, a crocodile, as long as it is in, as it is in water, it has got the strength to po- overpower an elephant. But the moment it comes out of the water, even a dog can chase it away. 
Okay, even if a dog can bark at it, it'll just run away or it'll get scared. I, I saw that. No, uh, have you seen? Uh, sometime back in uh, National Geographic, there's this uh, leopard. I, if I'm right, yeah, it was a leopard hunting a crocodile. Okay, have you seen that? Leopard hunting a crocodile. The moment it comes out of water, the crocodile, this leopard just pounces on it and kills it and eats it off. Huh? It's there. It's a very, one of the very famous videos on YouTube. Okay, everybody knows that. But the same crocodile, if it is on water, you should see uh, Battle at Kruger. Have you seen? Battle at Kruger is a very famous YouTube video. Battle at Kruger. Somebody go and title type it out and you'll see that Battle at Kruger. It just drags a lion. And you know, the poet says of something very interesting. It says, Sthana Balimi. It says, it's the strength of its position and not its own strength. What depths those poets had. It it says, it is not its own strength that it has. It's as long as it is in water, it doesn't know from where that strength comes. It's able to overcome and overpower. You know, we are talking about dry places. Okay. As long as we are in Christ, we have strength. Okay. Captive audience, CA. <laughs> are you understanding? As long as we are in Christ, we have strength. And that strength is only because of our position in Christ. It's not our own strength. It's our own, it's not our own strength. As long as we are in Christ, we have that strength. The moment we come outside strength, outside of Christ, we are like any other ordinary man. The same Samson who was able to you know, tear open the lion, jaws of the lion like that. Okay. With a jawbone of a donkey could slaughter thousands and thousands and, uh, thousands of Philistines. And finally he's completely chained and he's grinding in the Philistines. Become as weak as any ordinary man. So for us, there's only one place of strength. That is in full places and not on dry places, right? That's what we've been learning, right? As long as we are in places where God has ordained, even though it looks dry, like Habakkuk says, even though the fig tree will not blossom, even though etc. So all these things doesn't doesn't happen. I have this assurance, and one day I will rise up with with like I will I will be like a deer which is released from its stalls. What is that? What kind of a confidence is God? You know why? As long as I'm in the presence of the Lord, it doesn't matter where I am. It could be a parched wilderness, but I'll still be fruitful. So the title of today's teaching is Don't Abandon His Presence. Don't Abandon His Presence. Turn to Jude 1.6. We'll just look at that one verse in Jude 1.6. Jude 1.6. <laughs> you know what it says? Just read that. There's only, if you, if you're looking at chapter 2, then you have to repent of your sins. Please come to me. <laughs> I'll pray for you. <laughs> okay, there's only one one chapter in verse 6. Jude 6. Look at what it says. And the angels which did not keep their first estate. Saw that everybody? But left their own habitation. That's what last Sunday's message was all about. Your habitation. He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness into the judgment of that great day. So we have a presence that that we have to dwell in. Delve in. Dwell, dwell in. 
that is the presence of God, right? And Proverbs chapter 3 verse 33, somebody can read it. God blesses, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just, right? That is some, uh, sorry, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 33. That is the only place God blesses. It's the habitation of the righteous. And our righteousness, righteousness is not our own. It's God's righteousness. As, as long as we are in him, we are in a position of blessing. The moment we cross, go outside of him, we are gone. Our strength is gone. So, this is a place of blessing. Psalm 133 and verse 3. Yeah? As the dew of Hermon and as a dew that descends upon the mountains of Zion. Dew stands for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? Where is this place? The anointing? Where is this, Baba? How good and pleasant it is for brothers to, that such beautiful song that Pastor Sharon taught us several times. It is there the Lord commands what? Blessing. Even what? Life forevermore. Everlasting life is only found in the house of God, in the place where people are united, not necessarily united in uh, our own opinions, etc. There's only one opinion we have, that is the word of God. If you have your own opinion, apart from that opinion of word of God, I don't even want to be with you. Okay? Okay, only God's people. Though only the saints in the land, they are the what ones? Excellent ones. Ah. It's a very nice prasa in Telugu. Okay. These are the only people, the only saints in the land. Those are the special ones. And in them is all my delight. I want to dwell with them. And there I know there is what? Life everlasting. And there is blessing which is commanded. Blessing that God commands. So this guy, Cain. First guy who went away from the presence of the Lord. And what happened to him? And settled in the land of Nod, the land of wandering. How can you settle down in the land of wandering? The irony, the paradox of scripture. Settle down. That's exactly what people think. Can I settle down here, please, where the presence of God is not there? Okay. It doesn't matter where you are going. As long as there is no presence of God, you are only unsettled. Never settled. Absolutely unsettled. I'm telling you honestly, you know, uh, I went to the land of opportunity once sometimes a long time back. One of the things that I've realized, there is absolutely no settling down there. If you don't have a job, you're on the streets. Your insurance is gone, medical insurance is gone, everything is gone. Mortgage is gone. The mortgage has been two or three days, three, three months, three, I mean, I think one, one month. One month is the deadline. After that, you are kicked out of the home. You're stripped off literally. And what, what do people do? Buy two, three, uh, I mean, sorry, two homes, maybe, or at least one home, have two, three jobs just to pay off the mortgage. Okay. It's all, they're all unsettled. That is the reason why in Telugu it says, Dura Pukundalu. No, it's either all, everything looks, grass always looks, looks green on the other side, you see. So, don't go away, I mean, it doesn't, I, I'm not saying that you should not go to places where, where God is taking you. You should go. If God is taking you, absolutely you should go. You know, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he does not add what? Sorrow with it. Okay, there is a blessing of God. There is a blessing of God. There's a, wherever there's a, there's, a, there's a presence of God, there the blessing of God is. And therefore, find the presence of God and go there. So what happened to this man? Uh, first man who wandered away from the presence of the Lord. What did he wander away from? It's amazing. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4, please, now. And we'll read from verse 6 onwards. Let, let me read it from in my translation. I like the NASB translation. Uh, you can also have that translation as one of the Bibles which I want to read. I'm still not reading it. I'm going to read it in the future. Uh, 
Then the Lord said to Cain, this is verse 6 onwards, everybody, follow it in your own Bibles, everybody, and after you follow it in your Bibles, look at my face, okay? Alright, good. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Is that, that is what my Bible says, and Telugu it says beautifully, ni tala etkon yesthaninu. Okay. So I will make your countenance lifted up. And if you do not do well, sin is what at the door? Crouching at the door and its desire is to have you, but you must master it. Cain told Abel his brother and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Okay. And God confronted him. Confronted him and warned him. Right? It's amazing how God is such a fantastic God. God does not accept the offering of Cain. And just because he did not offer or accept the offering of Cain, what we would, what would we think? He's not going to speak to Cain. No, he spoke to Cain. Okay, we think that he should be speaking to Abel and stop speaking to Cain. But God is not a God. The first time outside of the Garden of Eden, whom does God talk to? He talks to a sinner and not to a righteous man. Isn't that interesting? Amazing. God speaks to a to a wicked man than to a righteous man, and that's the hope of the Bible. Okay, and and what is he doing? He's reasoning with the, with this righteous with this wicked man, and that's exactly what God God tells in Isaiah. He says, "Come, let us reason together," says the Lord. Even though your sins are as scarlet, and and He tells him, Jeremiah, why do you go about? Why is it so difficult for you to confess your sin? Why do you keep on justifying and hiding your sin? If you do well, will not will you not be accepted? So where did Cain leave? I, I wrote this down. He left the place of warning. And went into the place of wandering. Isn't it interesting? What did he leave? He left the place of warning. And went into the place of wandering. That's exactly what parents do, right? study well, If you study well, it is good for you. Why are you doing this? I'm I'm not against you. I'm your father. I love you. I care for you. I'm doing all this for your own purpose, for your own good. Why do you want to just go away from me? He's reasoning like a father. If you do well, will you not be accepted, Cain? Will your countenance will not be, be, be not lifted up? I am your, I will be the person who will lift up your countenance. That's, ex, that's exactly the reason why, you know what uh, David says in Psalm 3, Lord, you are the glory and the lifter of, of my head. You are my glory and you are the person who will lift my head up. And God is a God who will lift your head up. Just acknowledge your sin and just acknowledge that you you have gone wrong. And I am here to warn you and I am here to warn you something. You know what? If you do not do well, something is crouching at the door. What is crouching at the door? Sin. If you leave me, sin will come and pounce on you. If you leave my presence, sin will come and pounce on you. So what is God doing to all of us? There is a presence that God has. There is a presence of blessing. Place of blessing. Ordained authority, under ordained authority that you have authentic teaching. And in the as long as you are in the boundaries of the authentic teaching, what happens? You are safe. What does authentic teaching teach you? To overcome sin and gives you the strength and gives you the, the ways and the methodologies as to how to overcome sin in your life. Sin is crouching at the door. It's a place of warning. Please turn to my favorite verse in the Bible, Colossians chapter 1 verses 28 and 29. One of my most, I think I, I just underlined it several times, that, just, that Bible tore there in that place. Colossians chapter 1 verses 28 and 29. Beautiful verse, beautiful. Yeah, read it. Yeah, If you have the ESV Bible, you have the most holiest version. Yeah. 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 Him we proclaim. 
Ah, warning everyone. How do we warn everyone? By teaching them with what wisdom? So what do, what do Pastor James and I need? Not just wisdom. Ah, all wisdom, Baba. No ordinary wisdom. <laughs> Extraordinary wisdom we need. Okay, we need all wisdom. Okay, so teaching with all wisdom. Yes, sir. Are complete in Christ and then? Wah! You see that? Why do we toil with the word so much? Why do we spend hours and hours and hours and hours fasting and reading and studying and meditating upon the word of God? You know why? Because we have an obligation to warn you. To warn you. Question is, who needs warning? <laughs> I'll tell you. Several people who need warning. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14. If you have the NKJV Bible, and NASB also is good. NKJV is fantastic. First Thessalonians 5.14. Read it please somebody. In different translations we'll read. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idol. The word is warn the idol. Whom should be warned? Whoever is idle in the kingdom of God should be warned. That's enough sister. You should, whom should be warned? Idle. Another translation? Uh-huh. Warned who are unruly. You know what unruly means? Those fellows who don't want rules in their lives. Bah. They, for them the philosophy is rules are meant to be. Ah, that is what it is. And the the greater the number of rules they break, the greater freedom that they experience. But they don't understand it is bondage. Any, any other translation? Okay. Ah, this undisciplined, warn the undisciplined fellows, indisciplined fellows, warn them. Okay, discipline ever golly. Nobody likes discipline. But the most hated word in Christendom. This is discipline. But a disciple, how can he be a disciple without discipline? And if you are disi- without discipline, what does Hebrews chapter 12 say? You are what children? Illegitimate children. You know what illegitimate? Actually in the Telugu it's a very interesting. Durbijamu. You know what Durbijam means? Of the wrong seed. <laughs> of whose seed? That's exactly the reason why Jesus looks at the Pharisees and you brood of? Ah, you are the children of the devil. Durbijam no. Sarpa Santanama. You are the Santanam of the devil. Okay. You are of the wrong seed. It's a very powerful language. You know, Telugu is one of the most fantastic languages. Okay. You should enjoy it. Alright, I'm enjoying it these days. Yeah, so warn, warn the unruly, warn the indisciplined, warn the idle, idle people, you know. Idle man's mind is a devil's workshop, which is absolutely true. The more the idle, the more the birds are around you. I mean, you have more attraction of birds. You see, our old school, GTLC, old school, you know, we forgot to close the door, close the the window. You know what is going to attract now? You go inside full of pigeons and pigeons poop. It's an absolute mess. You know why? Idle, empty. Warn those people who are empty, who have no other work. Boss, this is very, very serious business. Okay. One of the things, you know what happens when you come to the ministry especially? You need to have discipline for your own self because you have open timings. Nobody's gonna come and say, you know what, uh, swipe the card like you go to your uh, office and you have login time, logout time. Nothing is like that for us. For us, we have our own login, our own logout. 
So it's a scary thing. So I always log in. You know how I log in? I go to my pastor's office. Logged in. Every day log in. And after, only after he goes, log out. <laughs> okay. So he has to chase me out of the office. Sometimes. You see, that is how, that is, that is what, that is the reason why it says, self-discipline is a free man's yoke. Bah. You have, if you are free in the Lord, you have to be, you have to come under discipline. And he's saying, warn those who are indisciplined, idle, unruly in the kingdom of God. Warn them. Baba, please be warned, my dear brothers and sisters, little ones, little children, yeah, elder ones. And who else should be warned? Turn now to Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse 17. <clears throat> uh, chapter 3 verse 17 onwards. 17 onwards. Read it please. Two kinds of people who have to be warned. Yeah, read on. Three, 17 to 21. Somebody can read it loudly. Yes, son of man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what he, what is he saying? Ezekiel, please hear the word from my mouth. Ah, give them warning from me. So what kind of a warning I should give, Baba? Next verse. Next verse onwards. If I say unto the wicked, that means if there are wicked. So now, now tell me, who, who, on, upon whom did he, was he made a watchman? How, upon whom was he appointed as a watchman? Ah, not the, not the outsiders. Israel. In Israel, what kind of people are there? Wicked people are there already. Ah. So do you think church, church is full of wicked people? I'm telling you honestly, in some churches, there was this guy who told this uh, man of God, Pastor, please keep praying for my church. What has happened? Oh, my pastor, my church is so bad. They are fighting over money. They are fighting. There is so much of politics. And this pastor said, why are you staying in church like that? Come out. No, pastor. I gave one lakh rupees for the door of the church. One lakh rupees for the door of the church. How can I leave that house? Another fellow, this pastor went to his, went to his church and um, it's very hot. And there's a fan. And this one guy who's, who's whenever he's switching on the fan, the other guy is switching it off. And he's wondering as to why this guy is switching this fan off. It's so hot. Because that fellow's name is written over there. <laughs> And every time the fan is switched on, the name is going. So he wants every... That's how... These are wicked people in the house of God. No, God, Jesus was not interested in any other place. He did not cleanse any other place. You know what? He made a whip and he chased out the money changers. Oh, there are wicked people in the house of God who, who whose intentions for coming into the house of God are absolutely wrong. I'm, I'm, uh, so it's not there by and large in our church. By and large, I said... I'm being very, very careful, Baba. I don't want to say anything. By and large, in our church, it is not there. But the pay, the, the reason why people, as I told you, right, there are four kinds of visitors, I mean, people who come to church. They are, they are the visitors, the inspectors, the believers, and the disciples. Okay, who is the most dangerous among them? The inspectors, IGs. The inspector generals are very, very dangerous people, Baba. You see, so the wicked, so he's saying, warn the wicked. So do, so when you come into the house of God, it should be a house of what? A warning, yes. And if you're walking in your wickedness, pastor and all, all of us, we should be especially warning our own self, saying, boss, 
toil hard, work hard in the word. If you're not working hard, be a, a man, I mean, uh, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Work hard, toil in the word. And if you're not doing that, God, God is going to hold us accountable. So don't worry, worry about us. Okay, we have that conscience at least till now. Okay. Still, we don't have prophets and dreamers in our church who's going, who are still, still come and warned us. Yeah, I'm looking for them, for sure. I'm, I'm not against them, and I'm not for them or against them. I'm going to take them with a pinch of salt. Having said that, should be a house of warning. Right? What should it be? A house of warning. So there are two kinds of people here. He's saying, if I say to the wicked, no, t- yes, uh, dad, keep reading on. You will surely die. Don't tell the wicked Baba. It's okay. It's a mistake. Everybody does it. It's only a small thing. You know, any time a man says, you know, the most dangerous thing about sin or the most dangerous word in Christendom is, it's okay. The most dangerous word in Christendom is, it's okay. Basically, that is the one word which is going to drown your ship. So, he's going to say, ah, it's okay. Sin is crouching at that. That's exactly the nature of sin. You know, one man of God has said a very powerful word. I'm mean, look at look at this. Sin is crouching at the door, no? And he, what did he say? And you should, it, its desire is to have you, but you should. Master it. Look at what this man of God is saying. Sin is determined to be your Lord and Master. It is determined. Okay. It strives to be your perpetual Master, not one day Master. Never content to be, to take a subordinate position. It always demands top billing. You know what top billing is, right? There'll be hero, there'll be side actors. Hero's prize is one, one crore per movie. Side actors will say, Baba, Prakash Raj. No? No, you're all good, good children. <laughs> I demand top billing. I should get more than the hero. So what is sin doing? Sin always demands what billing, Baba? Top billing. It is not content to take the subordinate position. There are so many people like that in the church. Subordinate position and then they get really, really worried. Okay, it says, it is never content to take the subordinate position, always demands billing, top billing, doesn't just want occasional contest, but wants perpetual control. That is sin. What a man, what a statement. It need, it wants perpetual control of your life. And what is it? Wages of the sin is what? Wages of sin is what? Death. And he says, you know what? Wicked, you will surely die. And what will God, what will sit and say? You will not. Yeah. So if some son of man is not telling the wicked person, if you continue in this straight, in this path, you are going to die. I remember Pastor James telling all of us, if you go this path, you are going this way. Finished, gone. I mean, I'm not a prophet, but I'm a mathematician. I know if the step is here, if this step is this this way here, I know subsequent steps where it is taking me. You don't have to be a brilliant uh, prophet or a man with a vision and understanding anointing. No, 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 no. You just have to be a sensible fellow to understand your end. A lot of people don't understand their end. They think it's going to be okay. Chalega. See, that is exactly what the prophet of prophet should do. Warn the wicked, you will surely die. Yes, yes, dad, I'll continue. 
And if you do not give him warning, what will happen to you? I will demand his blood from here. He is going to die in his die in his sin, but I am going to demand his blood in your hands. And then verse twenty, past dad. Yeah, verse nineteen and twenty. Verse nineteen. Yeah. If you want the wicked, in other words, you know what is the what is the what is the uh, nature of a wicked person? He will never listen. You see, if you are a person, it doesn't matter how good you look on the outside. But you are bent in your ways. You look very, very humble. Papu, Ma. <laughs> I remember Pastor Jim saying, why you call me Papu, Papu, Papu and don't obey what I said? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, Lord? Ma. With familiarity, I just get sometimes scared, no? Okay. What is a wicked person? It doesn't matter how much you want him. He will not turn from his wickedness. But our, our, what is our job is to warn. If you don't turn, that's your headache. So let us, let us look at. If he doesn't, he will not turn. Okay, then. Yes. Yeah. Iniquity. You have delivered your soul. Verse 20. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, it does not mean the righteous man will not sin. How many of you are righteous over here? Come on. Raise your hand if you are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. Raise your hands, Baba. You are not clothed with the righteousness of Jesus, sister. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Raise your hands. Don't be so unsure. Nonsense. At least in our church, I need to know. Otherwise, what are we doing for 11 years? Baptizing all of you? Nonsense. Okay. Have you never sinned? Yes, you have sinned. It is not, it's not saying that the righteous man will not turn away from his righteousness and do iniquity. But the problem is the righteous man has to be what? Warned. But the characteristic between righteous man and a unrighteous man is this. The righteous man will turn. That's what it says. If you read that the entire passage, the righteous man will what? He will turn from his wickedness, but the wicked man will not turn at all. The point So the two kinds of people in the church who have to be warned. The wicked and the righteous. People who will not repent. People who will repent. People who repent are the people who are righteous. Say that again. Adi, that is the equation in God's kingdom. And people who don't repent, I don't, doesn't matter how good they look on the outside and how good they seem to be in their, in their life, doing all kinds of good deeds. If they cannot turn from their wickedness, wickedness, they are wicked and they will die surely. They have to be warned. But the problem is, they will never repent. Okay? So what is the, what is the sign that you are a righteous person? There's a gift of repentance in, operating in your life. That is one of the gifts, not the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everybody knows gift of the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. Everybody knows, but one of the big, big time fruit of the, there are five fruits, as I said. The fruit of what? Repentance from dead works. There's a, there should be a fruit of repentance. If it is not there in your life, boss, I, I, I have to, I want to warn you today. Repent. So he has gone away from the presence of what? Presence of warning and has gone into the presence of, into, into wandering. So if you go away from the presence of warning, or there's only one place that is left for you, wandering. Where anything goes. He becomes a fugitive and a vagabond, it says. Proverbs chapter 5 verse 6. Somebody? 
What does that word fugitive mean? Ah, Proverbs chapter 5 verse 6 of them is Don't look at my face. When I ask you to look at my face, look at my face, okay? Proverbs chapter 5 verse 6. Yes, sister, you can read it. Ah, she does, she does not ponder the paths of life. Her ways wander. The word is, her ways are wander or movable. In other words, you know, you know, it says, they are two and, they they people just go to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Movable means they can change by the times they are like chameleons. Her ways wander. Her ways are movable. Her ways can change. The moment Pastor James comes, they behave in one way. And the moment the presence of God is gone, they behave like shaitan. See? At house they are shaitan. In God, in, in the house of God there, <laughs> I don't know. Paul's maybe, I don't know. Somia. You see? So that is what it says. The may, ways are movable. So he went away from the presence of wandering. And second, he forsook the presence of God's goodness. Isn't it interesting? God comes and pleads with him. How good God is, no? Why? Why should God plead with us? Because why is why is God good good to us? What does it say in Romans chapter two? It's the it's the it's the goodness of God. Ah, that leads us to what repentance. So what did he forsake? Job chapter two verse eight. I love this verse. In the New Living Translation, but as I'm going to allow you to read it in your own translation, then I'll read my Holy Translation. Jonah, sorry, not Job. Jonah chapter 2 verse 8. Jonah chapter 2, sorry. Jonah chapter 2 verse 8. Jonah chapter 2 verse 8. We know this verse very well. What does it say? Those who pay regard to vain idols... Look at my translation. You know, this is the New Living Translation. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. You know? You know what God tells in Jeremiah? I rose up early in the morning and I spoke to my prophets and I warned my people and they did not turn their face but only gave me their backs. You know, one man of God was telling me a very interesting uh, example. No, he was he was going for a meeting in one big town in uh, in Asia, I think Singapore. Yeah, Singapore, and there was a huge traffic jam in Singapore, huge traffic jam. And he was in the car and uh, he was asking the driver, "Why is there a huge traffic jam in Singapore? How can there be a traffic jam?" No, no, sir, sir. Does and uh, so many people are crowding all. And we looked at all the people who are who are you know uh, who are in the crowd. They all look like uh, South Indians, especially Gultis. Hmm? And he said, and how come all these guys are there? Why, why is this uh, crowd over there? And that, that man said, that taxi driver said, no sir, uh, the great film actor Chiranjeevi is here. So the crowd wants to come and have a look and they are they're looking forward to what he's going to say. And this man of God says, how ironical that God who is the maker of heaven and the earth, he rises up early in the morning and he wishes to speak to all of us and God's people turn their backs and not their faces. But when some stupid hero who has no substance at all except in his acting domain, an idiot of the first order, 
when he wants to speak something, everybody is going and giving their faces to him. Isaiah chapter 50. You know this verse? You know where I am going, right? If you are in GTC, you know by this time. Yes, morning by morning, you waken me to waken my ear for what? And I did not turn my back as one rebellious. Why? Why should I not turn back back as one rebellious? Psalm 68.6, easy to remember. Palindrome. What does it say? You should, I, I think, uh, by, uh, by the way, our great, uh, we have a new transcriber in our midst. Dr. Richard is our official transcriber. Okay, till uh, Priyanka comes back to her position. What does it say? Psalm 68.6? God settles the solitary in the home. He leads out the prisoners and then? In dry places. You turn your back to God, you are dry, Baba. There is no strength in you at all. You are gone. So he forsook the place of God's goodness and God's discipline. And he became a fugitive and a vagabond. So many fugitives and vagabonds in churches. You know that? There's, there's no, and there's, you know, in Telugu there's a very interesting word, nilakada. You know, sthiratvam. In other words, they can't stay in one place for a long period of time. I mean, it shows in every relationship of theirs. One girl, they cannot stay. One, one job, they cannot stay. Everywhere they have, they cannot, they have this bent towards disloyalty somehow. Vagabonds, wanderers. That is the reason why I like Rafa Nadal. He stuck to his girl for 15 years and he got married. Whatever it is. <laughs> but he stuck to one person. <laughs> yeah, okay, don't make a philosophy and a doctrine out of it. I'm just giving an example. Okay, see, this is, this is important. They can, they, they, you can, you're not, you're not, you're not loyal to one place. Baba, you, see, once I know one place, I'm fixed in that place, I'm fixed. You just, it is impossible for you, for you to bring me out of that place. Simple. I mean, it's determined in my mind, that's it. And people don't have that determination at all. That's the reason why pastor said, no, there's a, there's a very, very thin line between a rebel and a, and a righteous person. A rebel is also stubborn, a righteous person is also stubborn. Look stubborn at least, but he's stubborn in a, in a godly way. You cannot bring him out of the position that God has put him in. Impossible. Like Elisha. Where you go, I go. Bethel, Jericho, Jordan, East, Jordan, West. Come back to Jordan. I'm not going to. All the other places the prophets know. They also have vision. They also have a revelation. But they don't have the steadfastness that this man has. Second Thessalonians 3.5 Second Thessalonians 3.5 That's a blessing for you today. Ah, may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. So when will you be steadfast? When you love Him. Yes, exactly. That is the reason I don't let my love grow cold. How do you know? Because you're, there's no steadfastness in your path. There's no the determination. The killer instinct is not there. You know, my when, when I was growing up, my parents used to make, make a very interesting statement. He says, you know what that means? Krushi means work. If you work hard, nothing is impossible for you, with you. But I know, I just changed it after I became a little big, bigger. And I, once I became, came to PhD. Khasi to naasti durbiksham. You know what khasi means? Killer instinct. 
if I determine, I need to know it. There's no killer instinct. There's no steadfastness in people. You know, they just so easily give up. No one problem. They don't give. They, they don't get the answer. They need solution manual. There's no steadfastness. There's no thinking. There's no wrestling. There's no wrestling with God. There's no steadfastness in prayer. That's the reason that Paul, Jesus tells in Luke's Gospel chapter 18, do look at this persistent widow, Baba. But when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith like this? Is there steadfastness in our lives? We give up so easily. That is the reason why we ask people to fast. It's a, it's a discipline. Lamentations chapter 3. Okay, looks. Oh, sorry, sorry, before we go there, before we go there, okay. So he, he left the place of goodness and discipline and become a vagabond. Let's go now to Genesis chapter 13, the next guy who left something. It's such a, you know, it's some, some painful verses in the Bible, you know, they're like, they're like milestones and when you look at those verses, you have to ask God to speak to you. You should stop there, ponder upon them. Genesis chapter 13, read verse 8 and 9 and verse 11. Then Abraham said to Lord, can you imagine a man of God pleading like that? I mean, I always imagine myself here, no? Where do I put myself in? Anybody? Lot. I hope so. And put somebody else in the position of Abraham. I don't want to say that person. It could be anybody in your life. It could be a father. It could be a spiritual father. Here in this case, it was a spiritual father. Now tell me, what is Lot without Abraham? Nothing. He was a lot only with Abraham. Without, without Abraham, he is not lot. He is nothing. And twice, already once there was a warning in his life. Everything was gone. But he still wants Sodom. Never, never learn a lesson, Baba. And ultimately he became not lot, zero. What an irony. I mean, in English, it's a very interesting translation. Lo tu. He's lot. He's a lot, but he's nothing. If you are a lot in this world, you are actually nothing in the sight of God. Look at what it says. Yeah, Abraham, please, let there be no strife. Yes, yes, read it, brother. Hmm. We are brothers, yes. Yes. Wow, underline that word. Separate yourself from me. Ba, 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 ba. Please, Abraham says, I can't tolerate you anymore, please. Abba, if you take the left, I will go to the right. And verse 11 now. Underline the words chose for himself in red line, blue pen, whatever, how many pen put stars, everything there. Chose for Ah, chose for himself and thus they separated from each other. That's how the word verse ends, right? So this is the three things. He separated from Abraham, chose from himself and he separated from Abraham. Three things. Separated from Abraham, chose from himself and separated from Abraham. He lies between two mats and his degree is ICS. What did I say? He lies between two mats and his degree is ICS. Mathematics. He lies between two mats and his degrees ICS. Okay. Separate from me. Okay. <laughs> separate from me. Chose for himself. Separate from me. Lies between two separates. And in the between, in between is what? Choose for yourself. No, I, I wrote this down. Don't ever choose anything for yourself. You know, Bible calls it deny yourself. No, don't, don't do Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. 
if you want to if you want to desire after abraham you need to do this okay for us abraham is jesus only no in the position of jesus read that please verse 24 onwards jesus told his disciples if anyone would come after me let him deny himself second take up his cross and third and follow me you would want to come after me three things you need to do deny yourself pick up your cross and follow me. Who will follow him? Actually, you know, actually if you read John's Gospel chapter 10, it says, my sheep who hear my voice, they follow me. And the stranger will not, they will not follow. The only those sheep who hear his voice, they will follow. And he says he has to deny himself in order to hear. So, see that? Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49. Somebody read that? What did he choose for himself? Sodom, no? Yeah? Read that. Everybody knows. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness. You see that again? Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. What does it mean? Don't ever choose the position of comfort. You see, when you choose a position of comfort in your life, you know, one of the things that we keep telling, counseling young people, okay? Don't choose careers which will not demand from you. Don't choose uh, degrees which will not demand from you. BA in uh, what science? Some science. Some other random, some something which you don't even have to study for your exam. Ah, home science, yeah. Bachelor of Arts in home science. What will you learn there, Baba? I don't know. I'm not looking them on a bachelor of arts people, okay? If you're a bachelor of arts and literature, I will, I will, I will have some respect for you because in literature you have to really struggle and study hard. Am I right? You will choose for, for yourself degrees and things that nothing, no exam, nothing is there. You will just go and write anything that fellow will pass you. And it, your, your passing is depending upon the number of lines and pages that you fill. You know, if you try to do the same thing in a mathematics exam, you know, there was one guy uh, called, uh, I, I, I remember Ravi Zacharias, you know, in his, one of his uh, talks, he mentions this. He was in, uh, in a university called Oxford. And in that, there was one professor who was a very tough professor. In his paper, you will never be able to pass. You will not get good, big marks at all. So, there were 15 students in the class and they went to the exam and there's one guy who was filling pa- papers after pa- papers. Additional, 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 additional. This, uh, yeah, it was a, a quantum mechanics exam. He is uh, filling additional after additional, additional after additional. And then what happened? They all said, Baba, who is this genius here? I mean, who is the Baba? Who is this genius now? We need to know when the exam results are declared. Now, after a while, one day the class opened and the exam results are going to be declared. And the, and the, and, and the, this big bundle of, uh, you know, answer sheets was on one side and the rest of the answer sheets are on this side. Okay. So this, everybody was getting sunnara, sunna visarga, one mark, point zero five mark, minus two, minus four, and all those other kinds of, my, my I used to get negative also, okay, negative marks. There was one professor called PR Kera who used to give us negative marks also. So by the time if you have minus ten, you'll have an A, A grade. That's an incredible, incredible grading. <laughs> okay, okay, so, my, so, yeah, so all the exam papers were distributed and then, He took this bundle of thesis and he said, these answers are not right. And he said, they don't even qualify to be wrong. 
Te has... They are neither right right answers. They cannot be qualified to be wrong answers also. So, see, what the point here is this. Don't choose subjects where you can write anything and get away. What is this, Baba? You see? You know, my, my children now I'm extremely tough with them. I tell them, science and maths, if you do not by heart the pace and come to me, I'll chuck that thing on your face. Otherwise, I don't want to be what Pandita Purtra Paramasuntaha. I don't want that. No. You see, don't choose things and you know we were counseling one young man the other day said, don't choose professions where you don't they do not don't demand focus. Choose professions where they demand focus. Don't choose ease and comfort. Now that is in the in the in the physical realm. How much more in the spiritual realm? Don't choose ease and comfort and no hard work. You think you know how much hard work it takes to bring up a church, sweat, blood and tears. You know it. To give birth to somebody in the spirit. Have you seen mothers giving birth? You think it's easy? Oh boy, they have to struggle hard. The torture that they have to go through for 12 hours of labor in spiritual kingdom, 12, in, in physical 12, 12 hours, 24 hours, labor is over, maximum. In spiritual life, we don't know how many days we have to be in labor. To bring one, bring forth one soul. See, unless you die in your, die in your physical realm, you will not become born again in the spiritual realm. And some people die very hard. That's a problem. Especially Gultis die very, die, die very hard. They are all Bruce Wills. <laughs> Telugus. <laughs> See, this is not easy work. And especially ministry is not easy to bring forth one authentic soul. Oh my goodness, and we have to, after we baptize them, will this fellow walk? We don't know. Suddenly they will get married to somebody and say, we have got married. They left the church, they have gone. You think it's easy? The tears, the the, the disappointments in the ministry, it's not easy. It's It's not a bed of roses, it's a bed of thorns for sure. Crucified, laid behind a stone, like a rose trampled on the ground, it's not like a rose, it's a it's a thorn of rose with a rose there. Absolutely thorns. Lamentations chapter 3. Somebody read verses 27 and 28 in the NASB. 27 and 28 in the NASB or in the ESV if you have either either way it's fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> It is good for a man to bear the yoke when he is youth. Whose yoke? Read that next verse. Mm. Mm -hmm. When who laid out? Okay. Yes, go on. Okay, somebody else in any other translation? Let him him sit sit alone and be... Okay, no, you know what my translation says? Let him sit alone and be silent since he laid that load on him. You know, Telugu Manchu does it. A card ever better than that? Ah, Yehovah has put that card on you. The yoke has been put by God. It is not your card. It is not your yoke. God has laid that, uh, uh, that yoke upon you. You think it is our yoke? 
No, 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 Baba. I never chose this yoke, Baba. <laughs> I just wanted to run for my life from this yoke. And what do I have to show? Nothing. We are still birthing and in labor for so many souls. Hopefully one day they will come to their senses. Don't choose the easy path. And where does this man go? He chose for himself the easy path. A path where you don't have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him by hearing his voice. What did he choose? He chose the place of sight rather than choosing the place of faith. That's what he chose for himself. And he went away from the presence of God. He went away from the place of strength. Do you know how weak he became after that? And even when the when the angels wanted to come, he's still lingering. Please send me to Zohar. How weak you are. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 24 onwards. 24 to 26. By faith Moses. You, you know what? But the, what he, he chose the place of sight and not the place of what did I say? Faith. Right? So what is, what is Moses cho- choosing? Choosing for him? Not the place of sight but the place of faith. You know what he's choosing? What he's doing? Look at this. When he grow, grew up, what did he do? He refused to be called himself. What? Son of Pharaoh. Yes? Then verse 25. Choosing rather to be mistreated. You know it says in Hebrews chapter 13. Remember those who are in what? What? In chains. As if chained together with them. Now think about it. No? If those people are in the underground church. You know how many meals a day they eat? Not even one. Sometimes one meal in three days. That's an ego. Do you know? So that is the reason why these days I, I, I can't read the first devotion that pastor sends. It's very difficult for me. I, I read the Spurgeon part, but I, 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 it just convicts me too much. So one meal in three days. Now tell me, if we have to be chained together along with them, what should we go through? Suffering. But how do we suffer? We who are having full meals every day, Three meals a day, nicely full by mountains only we are eating. If we are eating mountains, how can we be together with them in chains, Baba? Tell me. Tell me. You know, one man of God, you know what he said? You know how he started his ministry? He said, if I get offering, I eat. If I don't get offering, I fast. And sometimes I don't get offering for five days. So what do I do? Five days? I fast. I drink water and sleep. These are the people who build churches, Baba. Not people who are living in, living in. That's what it says. You know what? Do you want to see people who are living in comfort? You, you'll see them in, 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 in the, in the, in the, in the palaces. What did you go to the wilderness to see? A man clothed in an Armani suit? No! Do you see John the Baptist? You see his clothing? Do you see his attire? Do you see his lifestyle? Do you see his denial? Do you see the kind of life, life he's living in? You know what? I cannot preach this unless and until I want to live that kind of a life. A life of denial. A life of continual denying myself and saying, accustoming, accustoming myself to a life of fasting and prayer. You know, those days, <laughs> those days when you didn't have money, it is no problem for you to fast because you didn't have money. 
But now that you have everything, what should you do? How will you be in chains with those people who are bound? Deny yourself. Choose suffering with God's people rather than choosing the passing pleasures of sin. And I'm telling you one thing, my dear brothers and sisters, the best way for you to overcome sin in your life is to choose suffering. And it's a choice. Choosing suffering is a place of what? Strength. Place of? Strength. Okay. So when you choose a profession, don't choose the easy profession. Like Dr. Richard, choose doctoring. That's the profession to choose. Ten years you study, you still are not sure. You're sure. <laughs> you know, same in ministry, twenty years you study, you still are not sure. And people want to understand the Bible in one reading. Two thousand years they've been studying the Bible, Baba. And they still haven't understood it completely. In one reading they want to understand. I will not, un- I will not read anything unless and until I understand. Nonsense. You will never read the Bible then. Hmm? Choose. When you choose a profession, when you choose a life partner, I'm not saying you should choose suffering. <laughs> Let God choose for you. So look, look, let God choose for you. Think about Lot's wife. Think about Lot's wife. Think about Lot's wife. Okay? You know, once bitten, twice shy, you know? King of Sodom got defeated. That means Sodom is a messed up place. You are a silly woman if you want to continue like that. Don't you have some sense? Can't you go and tell your husband, husband, why do you want to go back to Sodom, Baba? Let's go back with Abraham, our father. If one falls down, the other should be able to lift you up. What, what kind of husbands and wives do we have in our church? One falls, the other will fall, make him fall even more. It's amazing. When you choose for yourself a life partner, when you choose for yourself a profession, how is it possible? Very interesting. You should experience that. <laughs> you see that? Let God choose for you. This is the person, you know, I remember, what's his name, uh, what's his nephew's name? George. Wow. What a statement he made when he came to, when he was praying that day in the men's prayer, he said, Lord, choose for me a life partner who will be a partner with me in my ministry and not a burden for me to carry. Kya baat hai? I said, words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, I just wanted to cap- capture them in my hands. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, he was as infant in the ministry and he's speaking words of wisdom like that. See? Okay? Don't choose sight, choose faith. Next one, next example, okay? First, first Kings now, chapter 2. First Kings chapter 2. Okay? <laughs> Alright. Let's read from verse 36 onwards. You have time, everybody? Okay, let's. Shimiya, he sent and summoned this great man called Shimiya Baba. Who is this fellow Shimiya? I'll tell you who this fellow Shimiya is. Okay, if you want to know, I don't know, I still wonder why some somebody named their school Kidron Valley Learning Center. I still have to ask them their ideology behind that. Because whenever I see Kidron Valley, I get scared only. Whenever I see Kidron Valley, who's very close by? Judas. Who's close? Okay, John's Gospel chapter 18 verses 1 and 2. Hmm? Read, 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 read. 
John's Gospel chapter 18 verses 1 and 2 and then we will go to 1st Samuel chapter 16 2nd Samuel chapter 16 verses 5 onwards okay so John's Gospel chapter 18 verses 1 and 2 sister read it please when Jesus had spoken these words that means he finished his high priestly prayer in chapter chapter 17 uh huh Ah, across the brook Kidron, he went out with his disciples. And who close came close? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, whenever Kidron is mentioned. Kidron is mentioned. Judas is mentioned. He crossed Kidron Valley. Who is there? Judas is there. Now we'll see another Judas, okay? Now go to Second Samuel chapter 16 now. Second Samuel chapter 16. In order to understand who this Shimei is, we are fi- trying to find out a definition for Shimei. Shimei kosam oka nirvachanane manam etukutunnam anamata basically okay who is this shimei okay second second chapter chapter 16 verses 5 onwards when king david came aha uh-huh. came out a man of the house of saul ha he there came out a man from the house of saul whose name was shimei go on son of gera he, as he came, he cursed continually. Uh, read on, read on, read on. Adi, adi, chadan me na. This is, you have to read it, huh? Read, 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 huh? He threw stones. And the word is stones. Throwing stones, it, actually the word for it is, he threw stones at David to kill him. You know, as if to stone him for to death. That means to tell him, you deserve death, you fellow. Okay, go on, read on, read on, huh? Ah. So this is exactly what happens. There are shimias. Who throws stones at King David and all his servants. So the point is, what is the definition of Shimei? That is what we are looking at now. Okay, what is, who is Shimei? Okay, second, okay, now read on, read on. He is throwing stones at David and cursing them continually. What is he calling them? mighty men on the left, mighty men on the right, all his servants, King David, the anointed king of, of Israel, and there is one Shimei who is throwing stones at all of God's anointed and his servants. That is Shimei. And what did he say? Hmm. You know what the word worthless means? In the original translation? Huh? Belial, Abba! You know what he was calling David? You Belial. So what was he doing? You know what was he doing? Exodus chapter 22 verse 28. Exodus chapter 22 verse 28. Exodus chapter 22 verse 28. You shall not blaspheme God. Nor curse the ruler of your. And what is he doing? Cursing. You know what he's doing? He's crossing the limits that God has ad- ad- has ordained for him, and he's cursing. Even as David was crossing the what valley? The Kidron Valley. Now come back to Second Kings. Okay, sorry, First Kings chapter two and verse thirty-six onwards. So, did you get the definition of Shimei? Who is Shimei? The person who curses at God's authority and God's servants and calls them Belial. Adi, worthless fellow, rascal, scoundrel. This is the words that they use. Very careful. Very, very, very careful. Boss, very, very careful. 
very 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 careful the way you these are all to what we call as very 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 narrow narrow lines walking on tightrope tightrope jusara mirandana ipudana did you see tightrope you need to really really have have a balance that will keep your balance otherwise you'll trip and break your skull that's exactly what is going to happen to you read on yes now so aha uh-huh. mhm build yourself a house in jerusalem and ah be in your boundaries adhi question be in your limits stay in your limits stay in the boundaries that i have ordained for you you cursed my father you came and asked me for forgiveness yes we are all people who curse our our heavenly father also we curse his son also he has forgiven our sins he has called us to be his children now stay in the boundaries that god has ordained for you don't leave jerusalem arthamathana mekandarki don't leave jerusalem then what happens verse 37 verse 37 ah the day you cross the brook of kidron remember what you did to my 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 father david remember the day you cross the brook of kidron i'm going to slash your head off finished you're certain that you will die what did you say okay sir okay sir okay sir please sir thank you sir thank you sir thank you so much sir yes sir i will stay here sir i will stay here sir and what has happened this guy stays here for how many years in jerusalem 3 years after 3 years what has god come come looking for he will come and looking for what fruit adi he is looking for fruit what happened servants went away and what did solomon say don't pass the brook of kidron now what is he undermining undermining the authority that god has placed him over his life now he is very familiar with it it's okay ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11 ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11 so because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily ah is fully set in doing evil hearts of this because you know he didn't get punished for 3 years he said it's okay now now i can over i can it's okay now i'm very friendly with the king what happened the moment he crossed this boundary his head is gone what does this tell me very simple whenever there is authority placed over your life be very careful don't get too familiar i'll show you acts chapter 23 now acts chapter 23 verses 1 to 5 acts chapter 23 verses 1 to 5 read this very carefully who is looking intently at the council paul very good paul looking intently at the council what confidence baba okay and then goes on okay high priest who is this high priest he is a good fellow or a bad fellow bad fellow and what did he ask him to do strike him on his mouth okay and then mhm <laughs> and then go on aha ha are you taking the journey according to the law aha uh-huh. uh-huh. and your commanding your commanding st- st- and verse 4 those who stood by said will you revile god's high priest will you revile god's high priest and Did you get the connection? Is he a bad fellow or a good fellow? Now think about it. If high priest is a bad fellow and you cannot say anything against him and not be guilty of breaking the law where your head has to be chopped off, how much more if your high priest is a good good guy? 
You understand what I'm saying? If your high priest is a rascal, like he is, here in this case, and by defiling his authority, you are not going to be held innocent, how much more if your high priest is a, is a man like David? And think about all the bad churches. So some churches are very, very, people just fall asleep. Okay? There's no anointing on the pulpit, nothing. Okay? And uh, people are expected to come and, and be under authority. How much more in a church where the anointing is very strong? And if you defile authority and call things and names against those people, you think it will be okay with you? Where is the position of strength? If you stay in your limits. Don't cross your limits. Children, don't cross your limits with your parents. Okay? Cross some children. Don't cross your limits in the in your house, wherever you are staying. Always respect. Even if the authority is like Saul, and if you cut his garment, you should, your conscience should prick you. Conscience should prick you. And Amalekite comes and boasts, I killed Saul. And do you think David is going to, ah, Sabash, he's going to, he's going to say like that? No. How dare you were not, you didn't think twice when you laid your hands on God's anointed and he chopped his head off. That is the reason why it says, touch not my anointed and heed my prophets no harm. Stay in your boundaries. And when you stay in your boundaries, you have what? Strength. We'll end with Psalm 16. Kya baat hai? Everybody is laughing. And Sam also has preempted already. Psalm 16 verse 6. And let's finish that. Kya baat hai? Ahahaha. Everybody say ahahaha. Okay. <laughs> the lions have fallen for me in pleasant places and I have a? Ah. And indeed I have a beautiful inheritance. Don't cross your limits and your boundaries. Amen. Amen. Okay, doesn't matter how young, how old, how, how not very qualified, unqualified, no qualified or qualified. Don't abandon the presence of God. You'll enter into a position of weakness. And it's a matter of time. It might look slow. Like Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11, because the sentence against evil is not executed immediately, men's hearts are bent and determined towards evil. Don't abandon the presence of God. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Father, for your word. Only in your word and in the place where you have ordained for us, we have strength. We have power to overcome. We have instruction. We have discipline. Have mercy upon us. Whenever if you have fallen, Father, forgive us. Yes, Lord, a righteous man may fall, but when he is warned, he turns from his wicked ways. Father, if we have all been clothed with the righteousness of Jesus, may we all turn from our wicked ways and come back into the presence and the place of strength. And let us all confess with Paul, 
my strength my my strength is my weakness is made powerful when when i'm weak and i'm strong his strength is made perfect in my weakness his strength is made perfect in my weakness because we in ourselves have no power our strength comes from you and you alone grant us grace to that and we pray in jesus name amen